0: you know i i took a shot of trend he told me he goes yeah i took a shot of trend and like oh man like that night whew, <laughs> <laughs> night sweats i could see i was i was like ooh, that's pace pace in the house i was like oh i just wish i could go to sleep dripping sweat and he's telling me this like one shot of trend experience he did, he did i'm just thinking yeah i'm thinking like i think it's this is just you Hey everybody, welcome back to It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, I'm here with the producer, Scott McNally and Dusty Hanshaw. How's it going, my friend?
1: Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Good Good to have
0: you guys. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell just once. Yes, sir. If you don't ring the bell, you don't get the notification. No. And how can you watch the show if you don't get the notification? Slight Pink Floyd Vibes there. I'll leave that for you guys. <laughs> and um, uh, remember the think, big bodybuilding media, Patreon. For the price of a cup of coffee. I like you that can cover. keep. You can keep a producer homed
2: yes that's the new term you can help me to pay for my bill that i just got to keep my air conditioning turned on man i just got i literally the technician just left the house it's very expensive so we could use the patreon money just to keep me from sweating during the podcast i appreciate i don't want you sweating no god um god no yeah (laughs) i just got uh we just got a a
0: mini split installed in the condo
2: Ooh, nice
0: so got like proper air conditioning now you know what i mean so that's pretty cool and it also i don't know if you guys i don't know if everyone uses mini splits but it's also a heat pump so now in the winter time it'll be my heater now and you turn off the baseboard heaters and i don't know you have to live here to kind of understand how our heat works i don't know how you guys do things but yeah it'll be more economical and it's uh awesome in the summer
1: nice i have to ask because i don't know what what does that cost because i mean in in the states you have air conditioning you just have it that's a thing Right. So, it cost uh, 6 grand, about 6 grand to get Oh, to okay. So, like an air conditioning unit. Okay. Pretty much, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So, it's a mini split. It's a thick, you know, some unit up on the wall. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then there's there's a there's an air conditioner on my balcony now, a little unit sitting in the mm-hmm. corner. And um and you know, it's piped through the piped through the plexiglass on the deck and, you know, routed through the wall and mounted and it blasts the whole place. It's a nice real nice so instead of having like you know a portable unit in the window right right you know what i mean but but not everything comes with ac here because you really only people you know a lot of people only use ac for like two months in the summer right but i know i know where dusty is for example it's an all-year it's an all-year event yes Um, i love
1: AC. it's So it's got to be in the 60s in my house at all times. Me too. Anyways. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just upgrading, you know. Plus it makes the unit more valuable if you rent it out or Airbnb it or, you know, all that stuff, right? So it's an investment. I love it. There we go. So what's the topic today, buddy? We got
2: top five hacks. That's it. That's what we're going with. Top five bodybuilding hacks. So it really could be anything.
0: I thought it was my top five favorite hack squat machines.
2: Oh. <laughs> Body Bodymaster, uh, Nautilus, Cybex. Uh, <laughs> I can tell which one it's
1: not, also. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Top five bodybuilding hacks. So these are things, you know, just to make your life easier and more efficient, right? That's kind of what a hack would be. We've got that. Yeah. Plus- Like a, yeah.
2: like a, like a trapdoor. I have to tell everybody, too. I know everybody loves Ron's stories. And we got a question that relates to Paul Dillette. And Ron started telling this amazing Paul Dillette story before the show. And I was like, stop, just stop, hold on to that. Cause we, we gotta, we're gonna have to fire that one back up a little later, too. So I'm excited okay. for that.
0: Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. So, top five hacks. So, what, what are you thinking? What's a hack in, in, in your mind, Dusty?
1: Well, uh, something that's really simple to us because of our um, traveling lifestyle. I couldn't believe how many people did not know that you can travel on an airplane when you're a bodybuilder with food.
0: Hmm, yeah, I get that. And,
1: and didn't understand because like, they're like, well, how do you keep it cold? And I'm like, well, you freeze the food you're not eating that day. That is now your ice. And then you just put the food you're eating that day on top of that food and you're good to go. And that has been something that every time I've mentioned it, people are like, oh, Hmm. that's great because, you know, for example, if you have like those cooler packs, those, those are considered liquid. They can't go on the plane or ice can't go on the plane. So there's all these things all the way down to the point that some people just didn't know you could bring food.
0: I know. Yeah. I know another great one. If I have a long flight, like when we go to England and stuff, I'll mm-hmm. freeze one of the meals because, you know, by, you know, eight hours later on the plane, you know, I yeah. auto and I can eat it, but, but then also too, um, if you don't have a frozen meal, like let's say you're leaving from the hotel to fly home and you've just got meals that came from, you just ordered some meals to to take and they're not cold. What you do is you take one of your empty Tupperwares and you you just, as soon as you get through security, you get someone to fill it with ice. Yep. You put the lid on it and now you got an ice pack in your cooler. Like hmm. there's just little things like that, that when I tell some people, they're like, oh man, like it's funny but yeah like
2: you you just there's a lot of ways to make make it work you know you know what too was it you dusty that told me this or i can't remember who said it but they made a good point you don't want to just like make that meal up the night before and toss it in the freezer and then grab it at 4 a.m if the long like that's frozen right but if you leave it in there for like three days then it's like rock solid frozen and so yeah. I've tried to plan a little bit further ahead so that you get that, like, solid block of ice frozen food when you put it in the cooler. You know, that way it lasts longer. Otherwise, it's, like, halfway thawed by the time you're to the airport. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. yes. That's yeah, you one. want to make
1: sure, especially because we when we travel, it's usually for, like, five days. And I would be bringing food for the last day to be hmm. to be frozen. So you want that all the way all the way frozen that way by the time you get to the hotel all that stuff it's still frozen you know and you'll put it in i at that point when i get to the hotel i put it in a fridge and hope that stuff starts thawing and then when i get to the hotel for example say i'm flying on a on a friday then friday i will put saturday or yeah saturday's food on the counter i didn't yeah, put it in the fridge okay. i make sure it gets thawed by tomorrow you know and you might wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something and just touch it and be like oh i could throw that in the fridge now You know, because you also don't want to be rolling to the expo um, with uh, chicken popsicles. They're not the (laughs) best.
0: I also uh, had to keep um, food cold in Vegas once and I didn't have a fridge and I couldn't get a fridge. And uh, I had a couple meals that I had to keep cold. So I the bathroom had two sinks. So I filled one sink with ice and I just jammed the meals in the ice. Yeah. And I just left for the whole day, I was gone all day, came back, sink still full of ice, like mm-hmm. barely melted. It was down like that far. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the meals were still ice cold jammed in there, dumped some more ice on there, you know, like ordered some more meals, was keeping I was keeping that, your teriyaki restaurant there, Dusty. That oh, me. yes. I was getting yes, that guys. food, put it, putting it in my dishes and then putting it in the ice. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> just kept the sink full of ice a whole weekend. It worked. Kept my food cold.
2: That's a good so one, it just,
0: you just got to remember that, like, you got to go back to your hotel room every, like, you know, as soon as possible, and top it up every once in a while. Yeah. So, yeah, what's, so, you an, know, what's you another know, hack we
1: could think of?
0: Well, I mean, meal prep itself. I I just always thought that's the easiest possible way to make food, and you know, right. Dusty, like you said, you still talk to the odd person that doesn't. Like, I've, I've I've had people ask me like, "How do you cook your rice?" <laughs> like, oh man, <laughs> like life can be so easy if you just like, you know, just cook in bulk. You know, some people still aren't cooking in bulk. Like I got one client I was talking to yesterday, and he's he's uh he cooks like every meal, you know, as he goes, which is fine if you like. Like, I work from home a lot, so I can I can do a bit of that. But you know, for him, I'm like, you're pretty busy. He's like, Yeah, you know, a lot of driving. And I'm like, Man, you gotta start like you're not packing your meals around with you. Like I just couldn't believe he hadn't got on that train yet. It was just It'll kind burn of funny.
2: you out. It'll burn you out if oh, you yeah. if you do that, you know, if you're not especially like if you're going from not doing a fixed diet. You're a new guy, you start working, yeah. say, with one of the three of us, and now we're telling you that you you know, you're on a five meal plan or maybe even a six meal plan per day. If you have to stop and cook each one of those meals, three weeks down the road, you're going to be like, I don't know if bodybuilding's for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You know what else
0: too? Very interestingly, um, I recently wanted to make an effort to eat out less Hmm. because I was eating out like a little too frequently. And I was like, you know what? I just want to cut back. I want to just, you know, cut back maybe drop a few pounds get a little bit leaner plus just like i was spending hundred like, grand yeah i was yeah, like right? this <laughs> like i just just like, blowing money right so so all i did was i started cooking a little more meat every yeah. time like when i put chicken on the grill i put a little more chicken on the grill and then i have the oh i gotta i gotta eat that chicken because i don't want it to get old like more than two days old do you know what i mean yeah like i gotta eat you know what i mean like i o- overcooked on the meat a little bit to make myself like oh, I'm, I'm gonna run home and eat because i got all those good steaks in the fridge and i'm right. like man the the meal prep stuff still works on me like yeah. i still don't want to waste food i still got that farmer <laughs> that old farmer in me that's like oh i, buy, I paid for those steaks yeah. you know what i mean right. like I, I don't want anything to get too too dried out or too you know old i want to eat it when it's tasty and uh, it's funny how, you know, that's still a motivator to me. Like, no, I got that meat in the fridge. That per- those right. great steaks. I'm going to go home and eat. And it's just, uh, it's it's worked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got to be prepared, too. You know, I mean, that's the other side of it. If you don't have that stuff prepared, then you're more likely to be like, oh, go off plan or whatever. Yeah. Right. yeah. I got I a couple that I'll throw in. One, one is to further this topic, uh, which is a slow cooker. And I know that there's all sorts of other equipment people have nowadays, but I have the good old-fashioned slow cooker. We've actually broke it back out recently and we started getting like the less expensive cuts of beef that you can slow cook that would be like real dry, you know, real lean meat, but it it Mm -hmm. comes out real tender. And Victoria's been like marinating it ahead of time, so the flavor is really good. And then we just shred it, and then we'll have a huge Tupperware tub. Of this delicious lean shredded meat, when it's all set, you can do whatever you want with it. Throw, and then I'll have another tub with a bunch of rice, and they just scoop out what you need each time you want to eat. Throw it in the microwave because I, you know, I'm at home the whole time. But it's easy, yeah. and that food's right there. You don't have to think about it. So I like that one. But I've got one to throw in for dieting, and this is a trick that I've used every time that I'm starving. Because here's the thing: when you're hungry. At first, like when, when you start dieting, you're not used to it, right? Like you go from that off season, you're never hungry, you're always full. And then you start dieting and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is a new sensation that I haven't felt in 18 months or whatever, you know? Right. And and that hunger is uncomfortable at first. And in, plus we're programmed, right? Like we're programmed as a society to eat. You know, it's like, what do you do when you're hungry? Well, you eat food, duh, that's it, you know? And, and what do you do for like a date? You go out to eat. What do you do for your birthday? You go out to eat. So, like, we uh, we have, like, a lot of emotional connection to food, too. So, when mm-hmm. I start getting hungry in a diet, immediately, like, I'm like, oh, crap, what do I do, you know? And, of course, I, I you, you get through that. But then later, that hunger gets, like, gnawing, you know? You, you go through that initial stage, and then it, it dulls, right? And then you get lean, and you get super lean. And then that diet, it, it's just, like, the hunger is gnawing green tea, was my answer a cup of hot green tea because it doesn't have any calorie or it doesn't have any like any type of calories that are going to take me off diet i tell myself that it has the egcg so it's like antioxidants although it's probably just a tiny amount right and a little caffeine in there but mid-afternoon when i'm hungry and i don't have any food to eat i'll throw a cup of green tea in the microwave just yeah i microwave my water people get over it heat that water (laughs) up throw a tea bag in it and and you know what? It's like you get to consume something, right? And that, that tea takes away your appetite a little bit. But I found it becomes like a ritual for me where like you right. start looking forward to it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I get to have my green tea now. And you get excited for it. And it's just kind of a little trick to kind of trick yourself into dealing with the hunger while not doing anything that would really take you off plan, you know?
0: yeah yeah little making a bit of and plus something hot to drink also you can't just guzzle it yeah it's like so it forces you to sit calm down have a you know it kind of became a ritual exactly i don't know did and and maybe something else did did you was there something else that became attached to that like did you take that time to do kind of the same sort of thing every day every day you know i don't know are you reflecting on your diet were you like hey man it's gonna I'm hungry but i can handle this like were there any mantras going along no, with no you know that what sort of
2: i just remember it would also give me that li- so green tea doesn't have a ton of caffeine but it does have that caffeine so yeah it would like, you know it's like dull 50 the hunger milligrams or something yeah yeah so dull the hunger and give you a little bit of pep you know and it just pick you back up and it would carry me through the next several hours or whatever and i i do feel and then i would do like a like a a herbal tea or even like sleepy time tea at nighttime because you don't want to get the caffeine in. But then I would have that around, and it wasn't like I was really into it. It's not like I set out and I was like, man, I really love green tea, so I'm going to start drinking it. But like I tricked myself into liking it, you know what I mean? And wanting it because it was something I could have, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. I I actually um, had uh, a, a moment yesterday where I hadn't eaten for about six hours. Yeah. And I was driving home and I was intensely hungry. Like probably the most, you know, immediate hunger I've had in like, like I remember reflecting yesterday as I was driving, I was like, I don't think I've been this hungry in years. I think this maybe is like, (laughs) you know, as far as physiologically hungry, like my stomach felt like I had like a knife kind of poking in it, like that super hollow kind of agony hungry. Yeah, And, um, I remember being like, like I wasn't, oh, I gotta get home. I, I wasn't grumpy about it. I was like, huh, I'm just going to sit in this. This is what I used to do all the time. Yeah. I used to do this all the time. I'm just going to sit in this. Patience is a virtue. I'm going to drive the speed limit. I'm I actually made myself sit in it for a while. Cause I thought, you know, this is good. I should be, you know, you should never forget what it feels like to be really, really hungry. And then I started thinking like, Oh, this is good motivator for business. And this is a good reminder of like (laughs) everything I've been through. And I started becoming like philosophical about it as I was driving home, just staying calm and sitting in it. And it it was interesting. It was like, I don't know if, you know, that sounds crazy, but it was just something I thought, you know, um, this is a worthwhile use of this time is I'm going to reflect on how unbelievably hungry I am. And it's like a surprise to me. It hadn't happened (laughs) in a long time, but it brought back all the memories. Like, you know, all the all the trauma,
1: <laughs>
0: the bodybuilding diet,
1: <laughs> childhood on. trauma. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I wish I would have known about the green tea, Scott, because oh. most people, when they're hungry, and refuse to eat, online shop.
2: Oh yeah, that's it's more expensive. A green, cheap. It's cheap. green tea is real cheap. It's real cheap,
1: man. It's real
2: cheap, man. Where were you for like I don't know a decade of my life? It would have been. <laughs> Very, very helpful. Uh, I got into L-tyrosine <laughs> as well, which. It, it, I, it, and I just get the raw powder of it. It doesn't have any flavor. And I'd start throwing in like a scoop of that, which L tyrosine helps to reduce your appetite as well. And it gives mm-hmm. you a lift, you know. So it was kind of like that was my thing. It became green tea with probably about a thousand milligrams of L tyrosine. Nice little boost with it, too. And then it give you all the energy to do your online shopping after that, you know. See, that's what I need to avoid. <laughs> to put you down.
1: Um, <clears throat> so I was going to say that this is a funny hack that will. Probably not change anyone's life, but I'm hopeful. Is I get a lot of questions about warming up. Yeah. It's a very common thing now. People want to know about your active warm ups and what are you doing. And I think one of the greatest hacks people could get back to is the simplicity of going to the movement they're going to do and Been doing it many times with lightweight and just letting your, like, All kidding aside, people have lost focus on the fact that every time you go to a squat or a hack squat or whatever, you're reaccustoming your body to the movement. You want to do multiple warm-ups to just find the movement, just get the body moving, get comfortable before you get after it. I think that with all this added information, we're spending a lot of time doing everything but Hmm. what we came there to do. You know, it's like if you were warming up for football, but they never brought a ball on the field. You know, you you should, you should be touching a ball. There should be pucks on the ice when the guys are warming up for hockey. Yeah. Right. And I think that gets defensive players,
0: even the defensive (laughs) players are doing stuff with the ball.
1: Yep. That's the whole point. You know, just, just something to think about, because I, I do think that that I see it. I mean, we have a stretching area in our gym and it is a madhouse in there. And then you walk over and you'll you'll have, because there's enough young guys now that know me, they're like, "Oh, I'm just having a hard time getting rolling. I'm looking, I'm like, then why are you on your maximum set right now? I'll do like very regularly. I'm sure Ron, you're the same at this point. I'll put 135 on a bar, even on like Smith squats and I'll do two sets of it. It's almost hard to do it so light but that's how I get my body kind of moving and then we slowly work our way up. Sometimes it's right to 225, 315, 405. Some days there's a quarter in between every one of those. Hmm. Yeah. you know. So sounds like a funny thing to call a hack, but I really do think a lot of people have gotten away from that. And that plays a role in their inconsistency in being able to progress on their lifts because they're not centered with the movement and fluid before they're trying to get their, their max set going.
0: Yeah. It's just, uh, it was always just like, what am I here to do? Just do a lot of that to get warmed up. You know, Mm -hmm. that was just, I don't know. It just made sense to me. I remember having a coach that told me just warm up in your movements. Like, and he even suggested, I remember he told me, he's like, think of what you're doing that day. Like you might even want to do a warm up set of everything you're going to do that day before you start, Hmm. like just warm everything up. Like, you know, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, just walk around, do a bunch of warm-up sets, you know, but you're warming up in movements. Like, you're pressing. Yeah. You're doing flies. Like, (laughs) so, yeah, that's what I've always done too, Dusty. Not a lot of, like, you know, half-hour rolling around on the mats and stuff. I'll do a bit of that stuff in between my warm-up sets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Yeah. Anytime anytime there's, like, um, you you know, like, when I think of hacks, I think of stuff that people waste time doing. Right, You know what I mean? And so like, there's a lot of hacks. Here's a hack. Here's a hack. How do you pick exercises? Hmm. What are the hardest exercises that you can think of?
1: Hmm. Yep.
0: Okay. Do those. There. Yeah. yeah. You've just designed your workout. Obviously there's nuance, <laughs> like have you had three elbow surgeries and blah, blah, right. blah. And then on ongoing, but you start at the baseline. It's like, yeah. what are the hardest movements? You know, so when it comes to leg day, I was pick, well, hack squats, squats, leg press. These are all movements that are really hard, really well braced, and you can use a lot of load on them, and they require the most effort. You know, So they were the main exercises. So I feel like the, the,
1: sim, the simplicity of that hack is, is so genius because, for example, when you go to the gym and you're feeling a little tired, say it's back day, it's really easy to go do all the hammer equipment. Yeah, I'll just sure. do the hammer today. But, you know, I have to say when when we were at Muscle Factory during that time when we weren't allowed to go to other gyms that we can't mention, um, we didn't have any of it. So our choices were rows of different sorts, you know, because the gym was in its infancy. And it's funny, you look back and then all of a sudden when everything opened back up, all I ever did was row Hmm. and T-Bar row and Meadows row. And then you're looking and your numbers are through the roof because that's all you were doing. And I really realized that that's that you get away from that stuff out of truly out of laziness. It's not to say I don't find the equipment usable. I mean, I still use it now. But I think that uh, my physique was better served when I didn't. When the majority of the time I went in there, it's like I always tell people, do the stuff you don't want to do because there's probably a reason. Like, I hate parking lot lunges. And I think that when I would consistently do them, I saw great results, Hmm. you know? And there's a lot of reason for it. I got to drag all the stuff outside and do the whole thing, but it was worth it. So I used to always say, like, what do I not want to do today? Like, you know, I never really wanted, I I never liked doing RDLs. It looked like I did because I filmed them every week and always posted them up, but I hate those things. Really? Yeah, I just I hated doing them. It was because it's your second pull of the week for me. Yeah. Sometimes I would deadlift it a day or two before, but I found the stretching Jeans. movement to be the most important thing to hamstring growth to me. So I'm like,
2: yeah. all right,
1: load them up. Yeah, yeah. So yep. Okay. So what was well, the next topic, Scott?
2: Next topic. So I don't yes, know how many the- hacks we had, but we. Uh, We've hit 5 and I don't have that any off top of my head that Was are that just slaying. Yeah, cuz I could think of a bunch more, but yeah, cuz I think that you for some reason Skip told me this. You know, Skip writes for Elite FTS and he said you want it to be in odd numbers. So like 3 best hacks or 5 best hacks or 7, but right. as long as we didn't give 6 right now, we're good. All right, guys. As long as we didn't <laughs> give okay. 6. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm going to shoot. We'll have can to go. It ends yeah. <laughs> just right. delete one if need be Scott. I can yeah, do one this? more
0: quick one if we need you might take <laughs> us to six man we might be no, in trouble so <laughs> I
2: think I think we're good but we did have one um uh, this is this is the question right here and this will give us an opportunity to hear Ron's story. Um, oh. and, and I want to hear what you guys have to say for your answers, too. Uh, this one was from YouTube. And by the way, guys, if you have any questions, uh, put them up here on YouTube. We need as many questions as you guys can think of, bodybuilding, off-topic, everything else. Uh, but Trevor Phillips, he said, What physiques had the most potential that maybe we didn't see come to full fruition? For example, Paul DeLette, Justin Compton, etc.? And literally, right before the show, Ron was telling a Paul. You started telling that Paul Delette story, so I had to, I had to cut you off because we right. needed to hear that here.
0: Okay, well, Paul Delette's a great answer for that question, obviously, um, and you know, not that he didn't, uh, I don't know, fulfill potential, but lib- there was a lot of stuff looking back, like you know, his posing was always a problem, hmm. and uh, you know, everyone said that he needed, you know, his back development was an issue. And, you know, a lot of people, I, you know, saw videos of, of him training. A lot of people said like, you know, he, he, he could have, uh, could have been, you know, uh, even higher up on the Olympia placings if he would have, you know, had things more, you know, in, in, in tune with what, what his potential was. And um, I mean, he was, uh, he was top six at the O a couple of times, wasn't he? Yep. I can't remember. And then that one year, he was uh, looked like he was going to be top four in the callouts in the morning, and then he didn't make the night show. Do you remember that year that he pulled out? It was crazy. It was, like, super dehydrated. There's a, if you watch the Battle for the Olympia video, they're on their way to the prejudging. They show a video of, like, them all walking to the prejudging, and Paul DeLette's guzzling Gatorade. Oh, wow. So, like, he's way overdone. And then I guess he makes it through prejudging and is in the first call out like with Dorian and those guys. And then I think that's the year he didn't make the night show. So there was the time went, he,
2: he froze on stage and they, that was at
0: the Arnold classic. Okay. He used inject. He said he used injectable Lasix for that show.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, he literally froze on stage like a statue and they had to carry him off. And uh, the, um, they IV'd him backstage. He almost died. That was
2: crazy. I heard uh, John Romano tell that story because he was coaching him for that. And he said they were backstage and he's looking at him and he's like, yeah, he looked really good. And he just had this little bit of water, just this little film of water. And we're like, you know, I think we can get rid of that. And they hit him with some Lasix backstage. No. And speaking of which, guys, it would be awesome if we had John on this show. So anybody watching, I'd love to have him on. You guys like pester the heck out of John. Tell him to come on. The it's just bodybuilding podcast with Ron and Dusty. That would be freaking cool to get him here. But uh, yeah, I remember him telling that story. And then he said he was like, I saw the video. So he was frozen like a statue, right, Ron? Like, yeah, just frozen. Everything locked up he locked up on stage
0: and he just kept getting more and more locked up. Whew. And there's a photo of officials. There's like several people carrying him off. It would and, have to be. <laughs> and, and, and he's still like in position, like a mannequin.
2: Holy crap.
0: Like it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So that was, but I, my story about Paul was the first time I met Paul, which would have been, it would have been 1996 when I went to gold's Venice for the first time. And, uh, We had finished our workout, and we were standing outside Gold's drinking our probably Carbo Force.
1: or Yeah, I remember those. 109 (laughs) grams of (laughs) sugar. Yeah, probably 100
0: (laughs) grams of sugar, yeah. And uh, we're drinking our our Carbo drinks, probably purple grape. I can taste uh, it now. Or Fruit Punch. Fruit Punch. The syrup, the the cough syrup, Fruit Punch. syrup. And uh, you know those ABBA drinks? ABBA oh, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, so yeah. funny. Thunder Force and all those <laughs> crazy stuff from the 90s. So I'm standing out front drinking one of those. And the total, like, you know, the Hollywood, like, we're reading the magazines. We think pro bodybuilding is like Hollywood, right? Sure. Because we're fed this image of these guys in Venice all living it up and stuff. And it just this Mercedes 500SL convertible pulls up in the parking lot. It's black. It's got the chrome on it. It's, you know, top down. Dr. Dre, I'll never forget, just bumping out the speakers. And uh, it's Paul Dillett. And he pulls up, parks right in the front, like the best possible parking spot. (laughs) Like the preacher curl is right there now. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because they got the equipment in the parking lot now. Outside, yeah. He pulls up and parks like right in front of the gold statue, like the best spot there is. And uh, he takes one look at us, and he knows, like, we're gym tourists kids, right? You know, we're obviously not local. Might as well have shirts on that say, I love L.A., you know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Standing there, uh, Paul DeLette gets out of the car, and he just looks right at us. How's it going, boys? And we go, good, good, Paul. Hey, man. And he's like, you guys already train? And he pops a trunk and grabs his bag. I I still remember it. And he, like, walked right up to us. He was humongous. And he was wearing the the old NPC zip up Oh um, yeah, yeah. With the NPC crest and no hood. Remember the one that had no hood. It just had like a crew neck and it was a zip up. Right. Yep. He had one of those on, it was black. And he had, uh, I still remember he had the purple and black striped California baggies. Mm. <laughs> right. And, um, yeah, I just walked up to us and was talking to us for a few minutes. And I told him first thing, I'm like, Hey, we're from Canada too. Right. Like <laughs> of course, know, like, you know, <laughs> and he's like oh yeah and he starts talking to us and yeah it was it was funny that was our first day at goals venice but i'll, I'll never forget you know paul dillett pulling up in that car it was like right out of a magazine it was like what That's they so wanted cool. you to see you yeah, know? Right, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> what they wanted you to see
2: <laughs> how old would you have
0: been then i uh, would have been uh um 21 no okay 20 it was 20. It was okay 20.
1: yeah
2: that's cool that was up. a different
1: time man I mean I wasn't there that early yeah but going to Gold's between then and the you know the I mean as late as even like 2008 or so was a thing like even even when you'd been there a hundred times like you had to get to Gold's Venice when you were there yeah. and now is as, as good as the like they have altered the gym and made it you know like we just did the uh, mutant on a mission of it. It's, it's great, but it's not what it was. It's not the golds that it used to be, at least not to me. Like, you walk in and, I mean, you would go in there and literally see everyone. I mean, the first time I went in there, like, I, I felt like I didn't want to stare because I couldn't believe right. they were all there. I mean, everyone you could think of in the magazines. And it seemed like it didn't matter when you went. They were all there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: like, you know, I mean, back then Charles Glass pretty much lived there. You could you could be there at four a.m. Oh, or eight yeah. p.m. and he was there, you know. And then he'd be training one of the pros, and it was always just awesome to watch. And, and and I'm sure they they could all tell when you're like trying not to watch, but you are. It's like when too much boobs are hanging out and you can't stop looking. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you it get was that just picture I sent you. Yeah. I
0: got it. I got it. Look at this. See if I can pull that, that, that up That's right what I'm here. talking about. Paul cramped up, at the Arnold. Yeah, that's wild. Like literally carrying him off stage
2: like that. That's just Damn. nuts. Just frozen. Fro- yeah. Bad news, kids. That's crazy. That's a good question, though. I, it is a good story. I, I knew that that would. I knew that was going to be good. I'm glad we saved that one. So, who, yeah. who would you guys come up with as people? You know, he mentioned Justin Compton and. Because we looked at this question before the show and Dusty, you were like, I don't know if Justin Compton didn't reach his full potential, yeah. but I think he means like, like could he have been an Olympia? You know, like he hadn't been around to like yeah. work work in the scene and so stuff like that.
0: My my opinion on, on Justin Compton as a pro bodybuilder is that even though his career was very short, his what he did with his physique was so extraordinarily awesome yeah. that... Mm-hmm. That like I have a real hard time saying that he didn't like reach his absolute potential, like I mean his physique could have improved over the years and all that stuff if he was like you know another five six seven eight eight years in the ranks, but really, like he got pretty close to what i 'd call like as good yeah. as someone's going to get. Like, you know, obviously he, you know, who knows how big he would have gotten, but like that, it's not like he fell short. Well, there's nothing was, missing. You weren't
1: going oh, like, well, if you just brought his crazy. arms up, he could really Yeah, and the something.
0: mass he carried at his height and stuff, yeah. he, was, he was like,
1: yeah.
0: he checked all the boxes. And another guy that fits into that exact same category where you're like, you know, he won, he won the Arnold, so it's hard to say he wasn't, didn't fulfill his potential, but his career was so short, was Mike Francois.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Mike Francois, he won the Arnold Classic, but, you know, his career was pro career was really only like two and a half years, three years, and then it was over with. Right as everyone was like, oh, here we go. Like, you know, I still remember those locker room shots that came out of Mike Francois. Um, He was getting ready for the Arnold. He'd already won the Arnold, and he was getting ready for the Arnold again. And um, all of a sudden, word got out that he got sick and he pulled out. And it was the colitis or Crohn's or yeah, whatever one of yeah, those he yeah. has. Um, but then, you know, several months after, you know, people had kind of found out like that Mike was done, uh, these pictures came out. They were like, you know, old developed at the store photos, you know, yeah. that got taken in the locker room. And I think they were like four weeks out of the Arnold Classic that he was supposed to do. And these pictures came out and everyone was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what was going What was that? Like, Whoa, what was going to happen? Like it right. was that type of thing. Everyone was like, Jesus, these were nuts. And people didn't expect that. But it was a big level up from his, his already Arnold win. Yeah, you know? right. So, you know, it's funny. I just had a buddy compete at his show on the weekend. Oh, and, no kidding. You know, oh, yeah, got yeah. Got that just happened. And, that- yeah, yeah. And got to yeah. meet him, take a picture with him and stuff. So, that's yeah, cool. That's funny. And Mike Francois was one of the guys I've never met.
2: Okay, I was just going to say I met him a couple of years back. Uh, I was hanging out with Mike Davies at his. So he he's a personal trainer. He works with people down at Metro Fitness outside of Columbus. Uh, I for, I forget. I think it might be Worthington. It might be the city that he's right. in. But yeah, I met him. And and Mike was like, uh, or excuse me, uh, Mike Davies was like uh, to to Francois. He was like, hey, get a load of the get a load of Scott's calves. He'll give you a run for your money. And he didn't want to have anything. He was like, ah, fuck that. You know, He's like, nah. <laughs> you, you could tell he was, like, still competitive about that kind of stuff. You know, he was like, nah, man, you can't beat me. That's up. You know, <laughs> he, he still had some legs on him was the thing is what I'm getting at. He had some wheels. You could see the calves are right. still there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he had one of those physiques where, like, no matter how small he gets, yeah. like, he could be, like, a 170-pound man. And I bet if he pulls his pant legs up, he's still got, like, crazy-looking legs. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean,
1: so yeah. So I was going to say a for a, another one that's a real that we can definitely say truly didn't was uh, Richard Jones. Yep, because he turned pro and then just stopped. Like, I think he did he one show of the, the New pro or something. I'm
2: going to because I don't know who that is. When, yeah, when Richard he?
0: Jones. He he looked like the second coming of Sean Ray essentially. Yeah, okay. a little it taller, like, but
1: just a little
0: taller, a little bit bigger framed. Sort of like if you took Flex Wheeler and Sean Ray and sort of like cross them, you'd get like a Richard Jones looking.
1: Is this him? Yeah. Like, yeah, is that Richard Jones? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's not him in contest shape, but that's him. Um, yeah. yeah, he was he, he just one of those guys that when he because uh, when he won the USA's, I knew it was like, uh oh. Like we we got a guy who can win immediately and will soon be a contender. You know what hmm. I mean? At, at any show, so check that was one out. that I that I would hope to. Yeah, there you go. It's a little more what I'm looking for. Yeah. And he was not heavy there. He was like, I mean, he was a he turned pro as a heavyweight, I think. So you know, yeah, he's under two, hundred twenty pounds. You know, check out that one was, Ron.
0: Oh yeah yeah i mean he was awesome and he didn't he turn pro and that was it did he ever do a show
1: huh i think he did one i think right but i don't... barely
0: got his feet wet
1: <laughs> yeah i'm it, sending it, it, it,
0: you i'm sending you one of the greatest photos of the 90s and this right. guy's on the list all right this is just like oh it's a real just, blurry one. It's oh yeah blurry. well it's just but but just everything about it is so nineties. It
2: won't. It's it's gonna be super blurry. Oh,
0: it's super. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, DeMeo. Yep. Paul DeMeo and the Metarex ad. I'll see if the I Metarex can find it shirt. over here. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's a guy, man. I mean, that dude. I mean, he turned pro and, and he went to prison and, you know, one, didn't he die in jail? No, he, he. Yeah, I think he died in jail of an overdose, didn't he? But he Jeez. just died of an overdose. Didn't even know that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a, a bad domestic dispute, and he had a gun charge. And he wound up doing some time. He became a, a, an addict. And oh, uh, yeah. okay. I believe he died of an Bro. overdose. Yeah, died of a died of an over, heroin overdose. Man, but Paul, that's Paul lot of Paul DeMeo, Paul DeMeo was fucking
1: nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Does anyone think that he was training with reps in reserve? (laughs) look at those legs.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, uh, Aceto told me a great story about when he got his pro card. Really? Yeah, he said that he got super sick. Like, vomiting, diarrhea, all day Thursday. Vomiting, diarrhea, all day Friday. He was, like, flat and depleted. He was in shape, though, but he was, like, way down. And, um... They took, I think he even went to the hospital because he he'd vomited so much and, and, and all that stuff. And he had like a real bad gastro bug, like something got him like bad. And uh, so anyways, Friday night, he starts feeling a little better and he starts being able to keep fluid down. So uh, they just uh, he just drank like sugary drinks all hmm. night. Chris said he carved him up on like 7-Up and Gatorade and just drank carbs all night. Didn't really couldn't really eat anything. And by morning he at least had some veins on him and he was coming back to life and went and won the holes overall. Jeez. Jeez. It's a rough way
1: to win, man. (laughs) Yeah. Just guzzling fluid trying to fill out. What's this shot you sent us here, Dusty? So this was, I think, after Richard had turned pro and started putting more size on. And that's when you really saw Oh wow. Yeah. What was coming. Yeah.
0: It's like like, looks like rodent.
1: I mean, imagine, exact, imagine him with ye- just years, um, and he just made the decision to get a, You know, take his life in another direction and probably went and made a ton of money so he could really have a S-Class Mercedes forever hmm. versus bodybuilding, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just really impressed with him, and I think, I mean, he got contracts immediately, the whole thing, and made his own choice to, uh, to roll out. That's wild. Yeah, I can't blame him. That's well.
2: a good topic. You guys uh, you have anything else that you wanted to throw in here? Dusty, I know you sent me a bunch of stuff. I've got a few listener questions. Like I said, uh, we needed some more. Ron, was there anything you wanted to jump to? I've got Dusty's here if you wanted to look for a minute.
0: Uh, You can do, uh, let's do one of Dusty's and then
2: I got one for us. All right. I'm just going to start from the bottom, Dusty. Let's see here. Um, If no HBCD, uh, highly branched cyclic dextrin intra, would maltodextrin do any experience with that Shoot guys
1: Well
0: um I've never been great at drinking carbs intra workout even even the cluster dextrin I have a a limit on how comfortable I feel like do you know what I mean? I, I, tried, I tried to drink like, you know, 100 grams of carbs during my workout with insulin. I remember doing that yeah. and just never, never feeling like my stomach, you know, no matter how good it's supposed to take it, 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 there was always a limit. Like 25 grams in like a liter of water. So it's pretty diluted. I could do that on like arm day and stuff. But on Mm -hmm. leg day, I always opt for like almost nothing in my water. I put a little bit of salt and a little bit of EAAs and it's really diluted. I just, my stomach has never been like a heavy, you know, heavy drink during the, the, the workout. It's always kind of been more of a water type Mm -hmm. of, uh, I'm a water guy basically is what I'm saying. Um, So maltodextrin is uh, like super cheap carb, but I mean, at the end of the day, who cares about carbs? Like it's, they all get broken down the same into glucose. And uh, if you're trying to get something fast, maltodextrin's pretty fast. It would just depend on, like, some people get the shits from maltodextrin. Exactly. You know what I mean? Digestibility. So, you know, like, it's just all about digestibility. I've had you know, people arguing about carbs all the time. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's all sugar. If you want something fast, I mean, I mean you can always get, get Gatorade powder off the shelf at the grocery store. It's like yeah. super cheap, you know, Definitely. if you want to do that. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know.
1: That was that was the take I did because I answered those uh, this week. Didn't really say it <clears throat> if you need carbs and you're not going to spend the money on the other then it's fine. You know, I, I used to drink strawberry soda post-workout and people used to always ask, oh, why? And they thought it was like a secret. And it was just because there was a time I could have pure sugar post-workout. And I like the taste. Yeah. Like, you know, and same, Ron, like back in the day when I was broke buying the giant jug of the powder of Gatorade from Costco went a long way and it tasted good so I just scooped that in my water and that was my my intra drink. So yeah. I just think don't overthink it is, is gonna be the, the uh, over the overall gist of, of almost every answer I always have is don't overthink it.
0: I, uh, I remember some advice I was given from a friend of mine when I was young. He said he said carbs should basically be free. They're super cheap. <laughs> like When you go to a restaurant and you order, when you, he said, when you go to a restaurant and you order beef and rice, you notice how you get a little bit of beef and you get a massive pile of rice? That's because right. the rice is free. Yeah, He's like, it doesn't cost him anything. Don't pay for carbs. So like, I remember when these expensive carb stuff started happening, he's like, it's bullshit. Don't pay for carbs. He's like, carbs are super cheap. <laughs>
2: super I love shit. this guy. <laughs> you know? I remember when uh, when Highly Branched Cyclic Dextrin first came out and uh, John Meadows was talking all about it and he was talking about it on the podcasts. And that's when I trained with Shelby and he and Shelby were good friends. So that's when John was sending us his training plans and they were talking all the time. And so I was doing what Shelby was doing and that was we were, we were pushing the carbs up. And he was like, yeah, try more, try more. And before you know it, you literally had like a gallon jug. You know, just to be able to consume all those carbs in a workout, because the one thing I will say, Ron, is I found that the people who had digestion issues, like the key is you got to have so much fluid. Like
1: it gets to be so much,
2: yeah, that you're just like Mm -hmm. chugging water, like in between your sets. It it was it was a ton. But I remember so before that, I um, you know, Dextrose powder, like you said, Gatorade. You can get like a big old bag. Wine aisle. Of Yeah. yeah, You get a big old bag of dextrose powder. And the only thing is, is there's a limitation to that. And the here's what I would say is like, even if your digestion, even if you don't get like diarrhea from, you know, dextrose and stuff and, and maltodextrin, see how hungry you are after you train i found because i did a lot of maltodextrin for a while and what i found is my stomach would just feel full and kind of bloated you know and it'd be like two hours post-workout and i'm just like you know just suffering eating that next meal you know and Mm -hmm. i'm still i'm not hungry for hours so you know that would be a thing does does mutant have any kind of a standalone carb i know that they were planning on possibly doing something but is there anything right now that they have no,
0: they formulated I I helped formulate a few ideas when I was there okay. and they've formulated a few things but it's not a space they've stepped into uh fully. You okay. know what I mean? Just one of the products they just, you know, there there's there's a lot of companies doing, you know, just pure carbs and stuff like that but they just they
2: just haven't stepped into that space. Okay. Oh, well, and I'll mention cuz True Nutrition, when I was like basically like for me to buy a supplement when I worked for the pop company, it was like my entertainment fund would go to like Mm -hmm. the supplement that I was buying and you could get a bag of carbo load for like $20 and it's like 30 Mm -hmm. scoops and each scoop is 50 grams. So there's, if you do a half a scoop, there's, you know, 60 workouts right there. So I, I used that. And for me, that was better than dextrose, but it's not as clean as the highly branched dextrose. So there's that. Yeah. And
0: the, the margin on, the branch chain cyclic dextrose is it's low isn't it
2: yeah super
0: low so if you want to do a you know a pure cluster dextrin carb powder you know and be like top shelf like we are all cluster dextrin there's no any other carbon here there's like it's the margin is infinitesimally small like in fact i remember mutant calculated like all the you know all the costs like you know there's other products on the shelf what are they retailing for And they did the math and they're like they're they're not making anything on these products. Yeah. In fact they're they're almost a lost leader to bring people into the brand. Right. So
2: in you know with that said watch out guys because if you see a company that advertises this is a highly branched cyclic dextrin product and then it says you know 15 grams of highly branched cyclic dextrin 15 grams of the you know, excito carb matrix, then that excito carb matrix. I'm going to tell you guys, it's real cheap. That's dextrose. So yeah. save your money and just get the pure, highly branched and go from there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> excito, whatever like name you can give your proprietary blend. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right. Oh no, it's ultra carb 47. Yeah. Ultra carb 47. And what is that? Sugar? Sugar.
2: No. <laughs> and there's a lot it of people doing out. that now. So watch out for that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Big words. Yeah. Beware Just, of big words. Do you find one over there, Ron? Uh, yes. I can look this up here. I had it on my screen, but I don't have my phone frozen, so. Ah. Okay. There you go. Okay. What do you tell your athletes in regards to training when they get to four weeks out? And what do you tell your athletes in regards to
1: any sort of PRs while they're prepping? Ooh. This one's tricky for me because it's very uh, individual. Um, most of my athletes, will I don't have to worry about them hitting PRs because they're not going to. Um, but you do have some that, that are in that wheelhouse. The, the big thing that I try to remind them is because I, I am a believer that there's only – there's only a few reasons for muscle to either grow and or stay. That's an excess of calories, drugs, and training. How hard you train that makes the body have to do to, to, to maintain it. When you're dieting, you've pulled the calories out. Obviously, we know if you're, if, you're not, if you're not natural, the drugs are there. But if the training goes down as well, you, you are going to lose mass. I mean, you've, you're giving the body only one reason to hold it and the drugs isn't enough. So you'll lose size. But it's important at that point in time when you're thinking, especially if you're a progressive overload person, how's a way to create progressive overload without necessarily more weight or more reps? And that's when I like to force guys into slowing the negatives down, say they're doing a leg press, doing a two count pause at the bottom, then coming back up, you know, so we can stay in that mindset of progression. But literally in the middle of the game, I'm changing everything. Because if all of a sudden your leg press is a six count negative and a two count pause at the stretch, you're going to have to drop five plates aside to do that, you know, four plates aside to do that. And now you can get back into that chase, but we're doing so safely, you know. So I am a proponent of pushing to the max, but I definitely think somewhere, depending on how lean they are, four to six weeks out, you got to change the mindset.
2: Yeah. What about you, Scott? Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And I think what you said, Dusty, that it's going to be individual, you know, it, it's really going to depend on the person. I think through the the prep itself, you know, the idea is to stay strong, that we aren't like switching to higher reps to, you know, etch in the muscle. You know, we're not doing that kind of thing. The only thing I'm concerned about, like one of the variables when, when we say it's individual is like, how are you recovering from it? and what is your what is happening in the muscle? Like are you, I don't want to create like a a bunch of tear down that we can't repair and potentially cause like you know, extra water getting pulled into that muscle that's gonna keep it looking like I've seen guys that'll hit legs really hard and then the scale goes up and they're inflamed. You know they're they're holding water after a hard leg day. They go up a couple pounds. Um, you know, it's like, we don't want that as we close in and I don't think we're going to have to worry about really losing muscle in it, it, It's really like at that point, I really just want to try to maintain, you know, and I don't want right. to do anything that's going to get somebody hurt either. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. R- risk, risk has to be assessed. And, you know, I, I mean, we have to, every time we train, we're taking risks, right? Yeah. Every time you go to the gym, getting ready for a show, you're taking a risk. Cause like, Crazy stuff can happen and like you might not have any previous, you know, uh, symptoms of something about to go wrong, you know. So there's always a risk that you can walk in the gym and hurt yourself, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're training hard to be big. Um, But you have to one of the the keys is to recognize that there's always risk and uh, and try to work to minimize it. You know, and I always think in terms of like statistical odds, you know, I always come back to statistical odds because whenever I think of odds, like real odds, it it actually calms me down, you know, like, you know, if I was nervous about doing something and someone said, hey, you know, your odds are greater of being struck by lightning twice than of this going wrong. I would relax because I like those odds.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So, so, you know, so anytime my spidey senses go off when the odds are drastically increased on something. And so I just say, you know, you got to do your best to just not do dumb shit that could put you at risk. Like if, if in the off season you maxed out at the 150 dumbbells for like a solid eight, um, you, you, you know, you, I, I don't want you trying the one eighties for a single four weeks out, like, right. Just, nothing about that that makes any sense. And I think most people know that. But I still see the odd guy doing stuff during prep that blows my mind. You know, right. I've seen some guys that are like, you know, eight weeks out and they're, they're doing like heavy doubles on the squat.
2: Like, oh, yeah. Like
0: where they need a spot for like a double. So like a two-rep set, I just think, man, it's not the time for that. There's nothing about the final stage look that is dependent on you doing that right, right. now. It's it, in your head, you might think, Oh, this is what separates me, is I'm willing to do this shit. But hey, man, you're watching too many Ronnie videos. I hate to tell <laughs> you. You know, um, and, and I mean, still, you know, look, you know, look, look, look how, look how what happened, you know, as a result of like doing heavy triples for the camera when you're a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, you just, there's a risk and, and you have to try to just minimize risk. Don't do dumb shit. Train as hard as you possibly can, but be sensible about your poundages and your form and all that stuff. You know? Do do. Is that enough? That's, That's enough good. Of that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: I don't even know that. That's good.
0: Okay. So we've got to talk about this because I, I just gotta bring this up. This question. And I mean he worded it in a comedy way, but the, it's it's a topic that I've seen several other podcasts talking about. Is it true that Tren or Deca can make you gay? <laughs> he said just browsing the forums, man, there's some wild stuff out there. So I don't know what forums he's looking at. But we <laughs> yeah, did mention... that, that might answer a lot of the question <laughs> right there. <laughs> right, right. So uh, but we did we did kind of jokingly talk about how there's some evidence that um, uh, you know, trenbolone can make you more perverted and more thrill-seeking. You know, I, I've seen uh, like vigorous Steve was talking about this uh, um, the other day on one of his podcasts, and uh, just on on uh, how androgenic trenbolone is. Yeah, And right. how you know your brain has androgen receptors in it, and you're sending with trenbolone, you're sort of super saturating the shit out of your brain with these androgen receptors. So, right. you know, is this is this? Uh, do we have a lot of uh, trend abusers, abusers out there that are just getting like more and more degenerate? Or what's yeah. going on?
1: <laughs> well, well, my 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 serious answer to the question is based on what you just said. If that is entering your mind, then I have good news for you. You wanted to do that anyway, so do it. That's a good uh, that's a good reply right there. <laughs> I mean, dead serious because I I think look. Taking a, funny, taking, taking a funny thing and, and twisting it. it's like so many people live in some, and I'm not talking about even gay, straight, whatever, live in a world of where like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that because whatever. I'm sorry, but if trend makes you want to do something, you know, whether it's, you know, be gay or do some other thing and your wife's down or whatever... You wanted to do that already. You just didn't have the balls to say it. So get it going. Like, damn. The trend gave you the courage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, dead serious. I, I look at yeah. it like, listen, I've, I've used a lot of trend in my life and I never wanted to be gay. So yeah. it, it it doesn't right. make you do something you don't already want to do. Right. So if that's right, where you want right. to go, man, run with it. You know, and, and good news for you. I know a lot of good-looking gay guys. Just, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll send them your way. <laughs>
0: Well, we definitely know uh, that steroids, uh, you know, affect your sex drive, and and uh, so you know, if you just take, you know, let's say they make the ultimate stack of androgens, you know, trenbolone <laughs> with a little halo testin, yeah. with uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what else is like super. I don't know what just get some old check drops, get the old powerlifting oh, no. check drops, just the highest androgen concentration you could possibly hit your brain with, and just see uh, see what who you're you are. And- what happens to your browsing history <laughs> so your browsing history really went off a cliff here when you put the halo in like i don't know what was going on it was like you know girls and butt sex and then the halo went in and all of a sudden just there's all this crazy stuff happening yeah so not that, not that that's, that's a conversation there you go yeah, yeah.
2: okay what do you I'm think just- scott I'm just over here wondering if this should be the headline for the show now or something. You know? and, and how will the YouTube monetization <laughs> well, handle that? But, but right. The best part of that was was Scott's face when he was trying to figure out where this
1: was going to go in the beginning. He's like, <laughs> this he's like, as a producer,
0: I bear some. Responsibility <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we should do this, this question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been watching we'll the sidetrack, and I haven't seen time to move on, Ron. So,
2: <laughs> uh, no,
0: whoa, yeah, yeah. How could you? Yeah. Well, we uh, don't want to turn hard. the podcast. We've talked about this. We don't want to be like a fart joke podcast, right? Yeah. But, oh. um, but you know, this is serious business. It you happened. Know? Yeah, we had to, so, we had to talk about it. So we made think it about, serious, actually. I, I imagine I imagine there's some there's some people out there. Imagine there's some guys, I wonder if there's some girls out there too, where, you know, they push the dose up a little bit and all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, I'm into some sick shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I knew you that know? before, but then I really knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, oh, geez.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, what happened to you? Oh, I went over a thousand milligrams and like, whew. okay. 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 What, what, what's
2: next? What's next? All right. We I had a bunch of Scott. stuff here. Yes. We had a bunch of stuff here. I fired a
1: bunch of Scott that we did yesterday.
2: Let's see. I had some, too. Um, let's see. Let me let me see if I could find. We had, while we're. Well, we did have this. I wanted to throw this one up here. This is just a general comment to everybody. Kenneth uh, Kidd. Of kid. He says, I think YouTube unsubscribed me. I went to watch show and the show, and the subscribe button was up. So I've been unsubscribed for, like, two years. Just throwing it out there to you. YouTube will do that from time to time. And I actually reached out to them. I'm like, what are you guys doing to me? And they said that they will, they'll test you to make sure you're a real account. So they'll get it. They'll say something like, you know, how did you like this video? And if you don't respond to that, then they'll recognize that you may be a bot. So then they'll start unsubscribing you.
1: Don't unsubscribing answer you dumb from. questions. Yeah, that's they're they're doing their like best. That.
2: They're doing their best. You know they oh, have. Oh man, I, they on in their defense, which is hard for me to do. They literally have. I can't remember what how many minutes of uploads they get every hour. But it's they're getting inundated with so much, and it's just it, the reality is they can't control it. Like they they can't. So that's why we end up getting slammed sometimes. Also, we got another comment here that I thought was. Very nice. Uh, he says, uh, I mean it in a good way, the three stooges of bodybuilding. That's us. So, which one am I? Now
0: I have to research which one I am.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> My first thought, too,
1: I was like, I don't know which is which, but I want to know. I'll be able to figure it out quickly.
0: It's, uh, it's Larry, Curly, and Moe, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. But I don't know yeah. what yeah. is what. So. Yeah,
0: it's Larry, Curly, and Moe. Okay, well, now I need to find out. If yeah. someone's going to call me one of the three stooges, yeah. I right. need to know.
2: So here's a serious one. He says, um, here's me probably way overthinking something, but I'm uh, building a diet reversing out of my show from the past weekend doing a ground beef meal for meal five and i usually just turn in that into burger patties and grill them doing about 50 grams of carbs with this meal as well is there any reason not to get those 50 grams of carbs from buns and have burgers with sugar-free ketchup perfect meal
0: perfect off-season meal eat it every single day i did (laughs) <laughs> I used to make homemade burgers. Oh I ate homemade burgers every single day for an entire years on end. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Train hard, eat,
1: eat. Yes. Don't don't get caught up in the where the carbs came from. Oh my Food god, I have to have 50. white rice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about uh semaglutide? Jim McDonald asks. <clears throat> she says, for it's just bodybuilding. Where where do you all stand on semaglutide or aka Ozempic? So
0: I only really paid attention to a Zempic when it first came out and there was like, you know, they were talking about some of the side effects and giving it to people that, you know, needed to lose weight and stuff. But I just sort of had a whole bunch of other stuff that was more important on my plate. And I sort of stopped paying attention, you know, I'm sort of going to let people like sort it out and see if anyone drops dead in the next, like, I, I always kind of sit this stuff out, right? It's kind of wait, just
1: see what happens. <laughs> Ron, you know? just going to step back. Um, yeah,
0: you guys argue amongst yourselves. Yeah, I don't know. So what, what, obviously, what, what's with the news? Um,
1: with with transcend, um, I have a lot of people who have went and, and gotten onto it um, that are you know heavier and, and want a little speed the process up and, and are getting great results from it. The only thing when I did a little research and I didn't dive in, so no one attack me. Was for a bodybuilder, be cautious of the fact. I don't like when people start using things like that that could lose the weight without and they don't realize the other things that come along with it. Like it it does not ignore muscle tissue. So you want to keep that in mind as well. Like there is a, there is, there does come a little bit of a risk of, of losing some tissue as well. So my advice is simple. If you're someone who's struggling to lose weight and you want some help along the way, um, great product. I have personally moved a ton of it and had I mean, getting rave results from people. But if I had a client that was a bodybuilder say, Hey, I want to do that. I think it'll speed things up. I would say, so would a little more cardio. So let's just not, yeah. You know,
2: <clears throat> I felt things- the same
1: way about T threes and all these other things. Like they're, they're not made to make it easier. So you got to get away from that mentality. Um, but for, what I call like weekend warriors and people who have been holding weight for a long time. I think it absolutely helps and nothing is going to keep you in the game better than results early on. Right. So
0: one of the interesting things, I just did a quick Google and it's, they call it an anti-diabetic drug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's interesting how it works by inducing satiety. So it makes you feel satisfied and full. So, so in other words, what they're saying is that the the best thing we have to fight diabetes is weight loss. Is to diet. Yeah, absolutely. Is to diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it does help with blood deficit. sugar, too. It will help yeah, with your blood sugar yeah. overall. But the, I, I think that's how it makes you feel satisfied, though, right? It helps modulate blood sugar a little what bit. What it does
2: is, that- is it slows gastric emptying. So, that could be an issue yeah. for bodybuilding, too, if you're eating five six times a day so you have to watch it because i've seen people that you know because people are getting it you know not through transcend too you know they're getting it through like amino asylum and doing it themselves and they're some people one of the problems i've seen people going up high like two milligrams a week and i think that's crazy talk you know i've i have probably about five people that i work with that are using it and four of those people uh are not competitors and uh and i i worked with a guy earlier this year who struggled like he was he was a good bodybuilder and his main issue was he had a hard time dieting for longer than 12 weeks but to get into really good shape he had to and he just he took off with it because and, and for him you know what i mean it, he really had the like he had the difficulty of dealing with the hunger and it really mentally got to him and he ended up like not getting any more like he wouldn't sleep he'd get like two hours of sleep right. because he felt so hungry and for whatever reason. He had this thing that was a it was a barrier for him. So he was a rare case in bodybuilding. I think that it helped him, and he was able to keep dieting for longer and get into much better shape. But yeah, it um it it slows gastric emptying, so it can also cause like gastric upset too. And in extreme mm-hmm. cases, it can cause pancreatitis. So it's not like a it's not just like a you know a a, a free lunch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, but they are saying it's, it's pretty, and it's good for women because, you know, women who have like hyperandrogenism, where we've mm-hmm. used drugs like metformin or berberine, if we can control blood sugar with that, we could get some of those same benefits that you would. So for like the women that maybe like the housewife who has, you know, that hard time, like she's eat, literally eating nothing and she can't lose fat, like that lady, it could mm-hmm. be really beneficial for her. But, you know, definitely something you still have to be careful with. But, yeah, that's the thing, Ron, is that it slows gastric emptying. And because of that, then you feel full. But, you know, then you get stomach acid, too, if that gets too slow. You yeah, got to drink a lot of yeah. water with it, too. Keep flushing it.
1: To I got to give your uh, client a little props, by the way, because I'm assuming you might listen. Because the fact that you wanted to bodybuild bad enough to find a way around this, this <laughs> issue like, yeah. I mean, it sounds like I'm kidding, but I mean, dead serious, like most people, when they hit a roadblock, they're like, "Never mind, it's not worth it. Mm. So it's pretty cool because you, you can, I, I think I'm obsessed with um, perspective. So huh. you could listen to that and go, oh, that's weak. Just mm. do it. Or you could look at it and go, you found a different map to get around this issue because you wanted to bodybuild bad enough. And I think that's pretty awesome, actually, that he, that he found a way that worked for him because as a prep coach, I got to tell you, if somebody told me they're getting two hours of sleep, I'd be like, "Bail! Yeah, bodybuilding is not good for you. That's that is not healthy. Yeah, you know what I mean." So, in a previous you
2: know. preps, he had tried like medications and sleep drugs, and it's like, you know, it, it was yeah. a mess. So, it was a much better answer for him yeah. than that. Hats I mean. off to him for sure, man. That's an that, interesting that, perspective, Dusty. I like. That. Yeah,
0: that that's I, well, that's actually interesting just as its own topic too. Like, you know, I, I mean, I've got clients where. You know, you put them on a diet, and and you just ask them how it's going, and they're like, "Yeah, good, everything's good." You know, workouts are good. You know, and then you mm-hmm. know, this kind of goes like that the whole prep, yeah. and they get tired yeah. and they get hungry, but it just kind of powers through, and everything's fine. And then you you get those one those clients where like you know fourteen weeks out, they're like, "Yeah, I can't sleep," and and like I'm so hungry, and like and you're looking at the food, and you're like, "Hmm, you've got carbs in like five of your meals."
2: Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah,
0: you know, like it. <laughs> visually looks like you know you like seven ounces of steak and chicken in each meal and you have like a cup of <laughs> rice with each meal and you already can't sleep and you're already got like i just I, and i don't mean to sound like an insensitive prick
1: but here it comes <laughs> but, but here it comes
0: but sometimes i just think <laughs> that sometimes i just think that a lot of this stuff is just created in people's heads i just you know like there's just got to be something going on there's got to be got to be something going on like there's always something got to be going on. It can't just be cool. Hmm. So always got to be something going on. And I, I just I just sometimes feel like you know obviously if you got someone on like six ounces of fish with asparagus and two hours of cardio and like like and they're complaining about oh, like it's been in a rough
1: week. <laughs> yeah. But
0: sometimes I just think I'm like really you haven't like having problems with this. Hey, eh? that's funny. Like and I just think that some of the problems, you know, like I had one guy the other day. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I I um. You know, I, I took a shot of trend, he told me. He goes, Yeah, I took a shot of trend. And, like, oh man, like that night, whew, <laughs> <laughs> night sweats, I could see. I was fuck, I was like, Ooh, that's pace, pace in the house. I was like, Oh, I just wish I could go to sleep, dripping sweat. And he's telling me this, like, one shot of trend experience. You did, you did one. I'm just thinking, Yeah, I'm thinking, like, I think this is just
1: you. Yeah, yeah that's you.
0: Yeah. I think this is just you i think you you like worked yourself into a frenzy i think that people do this with so many things i don't know just chill the nice they thing is though
1: sometimes it's positive you know because i've had yeah. that before when i had the stores like someone would come in and i'm like hey man how was because you know, they'd come straight over from the la fitness across the street how's the workout man on best numbers i've ever had in my life and i'm like oh nice nice because yeah i took sussin on this morning i'm like uh-huh. oh he goes, yeah first time and i'm like ever yeah just like, but oh, hey like, you know it's not in you at all actually i mean it's technically in you but it's yeah no right no. right but but there he just he got himself there and i'm like i literally to, like he laughed, and the owner is a, a great body back in there he laughed he goes i love that you didn't have the heart to tell him i'm like <laughs> yeah why <laughs> it was working it, right it, the susan did make him stronger not it but mentally so yeah cool it worked that's great that is great <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, You're right, there are spins run mm-hmm. on those things because we. This morning, I'm like slammed with work and things right now, so I've had to alter my schedule to be more efficient. So I decided, all right, we're going to start training in the morning on an empty stomach. We're just going to get up, yeah. okay. Take the aminos. So literally, I woke up this morning, drank a liter of water with aminos and salt. Yeah, and then t- uh, I do a half scoop of uh, of mutants all in. And then mix another aminos and go to the gym. We got done training. And this is first for both of us to not have food in our system. I'm like, that was a really good workout, huh? She's like, yeah. I'm like, do you feel any different? No. Dang. I think people have that in their head so much more than accurate. Not to say there's no difference. I mean, if I train five meals deep, trust me, I'm stronger. But the idea that it's going to be terrible because you didn't eat, if you ate well the, fir- the day before, is not accurate at all. So I think that's another example where people get it in their head or, you know, they they pull carbs out and they're like, oh, I'm so tired today because I didn't have carbs. I'm like, it's not really how it works, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a process. I think think the key
0: that you just mentioned was, well, mental attitude. (laughs) and Salt and water. (laughs) Yeah, salt and water. You're like real focused on hydration, which I say this all the time, like, Hydration's way more of a workout predictor than food, man. Like, just think of all yep. those diets you did on no carbs, like all those three week zero. Like, I've done zero carbs for like days on end, and yeah. still like training.
1: You know? Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, hydration is the is the magic. I think that that's the the part that gets missed. I mean, just that was the first thing I did this morning. All right, drink yeah. salt. Get another one ready. Go and. None of the numbers were down. Everything was normal. So, yeah. And no one How much do you gym. weigh now, Dusty? What's going on? That's a tough topic. That's a tough topic. Yeah? <laughs> so, you know, I, I died down um, or was dying down for our trip. And then my friend died. So I just kind of leveled out. So I was around 277 when we left. And then we went down there and just did our thing. And, my body reminded me that it likes to be big because I came home <laughs> and I stepped on the scale Monday morning or, or Saturday morning and I was 290. Damn. I was like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Whoops. It shot right back up. So today is uh, back to grilled burgers and no buns. And I was like, because I, I, I felt great and looked awesome at 275. Okay. You know? It's not that it looks terrible, but, like, I'm 42 years old. I do not need to be 300 pounds. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come back down. And it's just funny because yeah. we didn't eat, like, crazy, but you eat three times a day, kind of whatever, yeah. and you put on 13 pounds. Like... <laughs> I, I don't know if
0: I mentioned to you guys, but I just kind of had that happen when I went to Toronto. I um, It was probably the most off my diet I've gone on a trip in years. I just... I just ate nothing but restaurant food, like a, right. you know what I mean. I didn't even try. It was like every meal. I was like, whatever. I just went off. It's like four straight days of that. <clears throat> I was weighing two forty most mornings, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I went, the night I got home, the night I got home, which is nighttime weight, mind you, but the night I got home from Toronto, I weighed, weighed myself. I was two fifty seven.
2: That's a jump. That is a jump, <laughs>
0: mind you. That's nighttime weight. So I was yeah. like, holy yeah. smoke. So then I went to sleep that night. I kept it tight that night. You know, I think I just had when I, you know, just had just one bowl of Oreos back on clean food. (laughs) And uh, I remember that night, the first night I was back, I got up and pissed like four fucking times. Just boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Next morning, two forty
2: nine. It probably peeled, just veins everywhere. Yeah, yeah but two forty-nine.
0: Like, you put on nine pounds in four days. I put yeah, on nine pounds when I was away. Like, yielded nine pounds after I got home. You know, and yeah. then uh, within a week, as of one week after the trip, I was two forty again. So, all I have yeah. to do is just get back on the normal routine and just get back to my normal activity levels, and it just like falls, just comes right off.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's well. That's the thing too is when you've because you've battled so hard to get down there. And that's the thing. I haven't seen 270 since I last competed other than when I, you know, was in the hospital. Oh, so yeah, yeah. my well, goal like is to, to actually to like weigh it. 270 day in and out for a while. Cause it's, okay. you know, and I'm like, but I didn't realize how far away that was. Like when I got to 277, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is going to be a big seven pounds, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, that's so, crazy. so Ron working his way down to 240 because you know, obviously, we've been in touch every day pretty much since. And I remember when he was like 260 something. I'm like, I cannot believe he got to 260, and it was a long time before he ever said anything about 250. Like yeah. a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, was a,
0: it Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen 239 a few times too. Have that's you? Like, shut, blows me away. I'm like, whoa, holy smokes. Because <laughs> you know, I was 230 when I graduated high school, right?
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's class. Looks yeah, different. I've now. Almost come
0: full circle. I've almost come full circle. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't look like that. The 230 that you might hit this time is gonna look a little different than it did right. when you graduated yeah. high school. <laughs> yeah. Skinless. Yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the goal. That's the
2: goal. <clears> hey, <throat> okay. what do Great. we got Great. left, Great. buddy? Um let's see here. So we had a bunch of questions still. The Dusty had some good ones here. Um what about this one? Got a good one here. Um currently. At six to eight total sets per body part is that too high is uh, lowest is the lowest volume the goal
0: um, so as far as his total number of sets it's like hard without seeing what his sets look like you know and what exercises he's picking and stuff but generally that's that's probably an okay range to train in for a lot of people um, I assume he's just counting work sets. He said total sets. So does that include ups? Cause he said total sets. So
1: I, I assumed knew. that that was working. Working you know? sets. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the, the main part of that question is, is that is lowest volume the goal? Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I would say that it might not know stimulating an adaptation is the goal. Yep. Mm. Right. Mm. And I, and, and I think that one thing, one mistake that I made or not a mistake, but a way of thinking that wasn't quite accurate was um, that I was kind of looking for the perfect number of sets. And I think right. that that's maybe an, a moving goal post from week to week hmm. that you're never going to nail all the time. Like, I think that, that that number fluctuates and bounces around and moves around depending on a lot of factors. So you have to train in a good range of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what i mean if i guess the search for the perfect number of sets is maybe a little futile um but you know there is a range that makes sense and it's all about recovering and making progress like if your strength is going up then you know you're recovering and you know right. you're making progress uh-huh. so that's an important thing are your workouts good do you feel strong even if you get the same number of reps as last week how did the set feel was your range of motion maybe a little better was your control maybe a little better all those things factor in but you have to be making progress. And one thing that I really like is, is incrementally increasing volume a little bit. Like mentally I would do this in like a cyclical way. I would maybe do four working sets of chest and get as strong as I could. And then if I my strength didn't move at all, I might just add a fifth set of chest. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then just create like an overload that way and then maybe maybe a sixth set of chest, maybe doing six working sets or eight working sets. But then, you know, I would reset, I back down. Yep. reset, you know, and do it again. I would sort of do that mentally a lot. I'd add like, I'm gonna do one more quad movement for, the, for this month. I'm going to do an extra quad movement all month and just mm-hmm. push it, you know, or something like that. So, I don't know. I think the search for the perfect number of sets is maybe very, very difficult. Um, but I, I I like that he's thinking that way because it encourages efficiency,
1: right? That's the if, word I was waiting to hear you say. There you go. <laughs>
0: so then you, you don't spend time on junk volume, I guess is the term, you know? Mm-hmm. If you've only got eight sets of chest, you're gonna pick like hard movements where you can really load the pecs, you know? You're not gonna do a whole bunch of fluff.
1: When you wanna, you know, like you said, Ron, with the ultimate goal is to create adaptation, you wanna do that as efficiently as possible. So it's not about the number of sets or it's finding the most efficient way to get that done and then get out. And that's why, like when I answered yesterday, I, I pointed out that for some people, that's not enough. For some people, that's too much. You have to find for yourself, and like you said, Ron, it's a moving thing with what's going on in life, all those types of deals. You got to find the most efficient way to train to get your end goal every time you're not in the gym, not just not even just every cycle of training. I mean, there are days that you come in and you go, "Okay, you know, there ain't a lot here today, so I'm going to get four really good sets. And I'm going to roll and, and call it a win and get out of here without an injury. Hmm. And next week, hopefully, be back to that six that I usually do. You know, I think too many of us, and I know I was guilty of this back in the day, was I had a logbook and I had numbers written on it, and that was all that mattered. That you do what is written down as if you are in prison and there's no other option. <laughs> and when I got you know, later in my career and when it was sadly, when it was over, I realized some days that's not the move. You know, some days yeah. you have to actually say, scrap that entire movement. It doesn't feel right. Do something mm-hmm. else. You know, so you, you definitely want to make sure you're efficient and you're somewhat pliable. Flexible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> with good. what you're doing. That's yeah. good.
2: I've got nothing to add. I've got nothing to add. Did you guys have anything good you want to wrap up with? Any, any kind of like fit like solid finisher question, Ron? I know you usually have something real fu- – well, you already had your one funny question. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything else you can think of that would be like a, a good one to wrap us up with? Um,
0: oh, I was going to say one thing. I checked out yes. the Trend Twins.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot to. Were they funny? Oh, there we go.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, they're, they're, I checked out. Oh, I'm frozen now. See? You know, oh, there
2: we go. We're back. We're back. back? We're good.
0: So I, I checked out the Trend Twins, and it, it's, uh, I mean, I can't blame them. I can't knock the hustle.
2: Yeah. You know? Tell us about it them. Like, what are they? Because like, I still didn't see them yet. Well, I didn't deep dive research.
0: I just checked them out. <laughs> okay. Hey, I watched one video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, um, but yeah, they're just, they know they've got something. Right, they're strong, you know. They squat five plates, they bench four plates. Like they're strong. They okay. train hard, and they they get. Like it seems to me that they know it's bullshit. Like there's so much bullshit in the industry, and and they're they're taking the piss out of all of it. Okay, and they're making fun nice. of themselves, and they're like, I, I so far, I mean, I'm just a new follower of them. Yeah. Um, so you know, I can't say I've seen all their stuff. You know, I'm sure they've got a but they got a bunch of different types of stuff they do but um, but yeah they're you know manic lifts sick edits and mainly memes the bras really went off with this one no oh i'm frozen again. Um, but yeah they they are hilarious you know and and I, it looks like they're 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 taking uh, they're, they're 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 definitely comedians like they're funny and they're strong they train hard they move some real weights So I can't knock the hustle. It looks like they're doing really well. I mean, the followers are crazy. So I assume there's there's some income happening there. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah, that's you know,
2: get that bag. Yeah, yeah. I I, they used to be around here. They trained at uh, you know where else they used to train was um over at RTB gym um, where Tino gave us those sweatshirts. Yeah, I guess he they trained there for a while too. They're here for a long time. I never even knew it. They're gone now. That's now Hollywood funny. swept them away. They live somewhere else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was yeah, I was going to do a quick funny. touch uh, on, on our way out. So, you know, when I traveled, I went to the powerhouse uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. And I shot you guys a couple texts, but I just had to say this. So they had some good equipment in that gym, like some good pieces. And where I train here, we don't have – much good equipment to be honest with you (laughs) the gym is severely lacking on some good equipment um and i quickly was punched in the face with the fact that good equipment does not make a great gym Hmm. yep because i could not get home fast enough train in my severely lacking equipment gym really um yeah and it was just interesting because a couple things that are really basic layout was terrible. So if you wanted to use dumbbells, just imagine, Ron, doing the dumbbells in your smoothie section. Right. Up to 150 pounds with four or five benches. And it was just... It was claustrophobic in that area to the point where everyone feels like they're in everyone's way because you are. But there's also nowhere else to go. You know what I mean? Um, So not not trying to knock the specific gym and just say they were terrible. They were great to me. They set us all up. We did our thing. We trained for a week on passes. It was fine. But it was very interesting to see that piece because you do. You walk, walk in. If you see their Instagram, you're like, you guys got great equipment. Then you go there, and it was actually a pretty monster letdown because it wasn't functional hmm. to use the equipment. You know, just the way they laid it out. It The cardio took up the majority of the gym. And then... The equipment was the afterthought, mm. you know, and I think in some and hey, for that gym, that might have been on purpose. But based on the people I saw in their training, it wasn't the greatest move because there were a lot of people trying to use equipment that were on top of each other. So it was just a fun thing to realize. And like so like I sent to you guys, I'm like, man, it's it's funny to be sitting in a gym with better equipment than mine and say, man, I can't wait to get home so I can train.
0: Yeah, layout is, uh, is layout and flow, and I'm real big on plates. I'm real mm-hmm. big on, on plates. Like, I don't want to be standing at a leg press and look around, and there's no plates. Like, where are your weight trees? Why aren't there a bunch of 45s here? We're in the leg section. That stuff drives me right. crazy. Yeah. So functionality, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's funny because we just added, you know, we've added a couple of hip thrusts to the gym now. We've got the Nautilus hip thrust and the, and the hammer. Uh, glute drive both of those and they're both really popular but they both eat plates like they both you know people go up to like four four plates a side on those things right so sometimes there's two of them both of them are being used and both people are at three or four plates a side and and we're like oh we've you know we've added equipment to the gym we we now need to add more plates because now there's more plate loaded equipment so just the other day was the first time that i was like oh shit i need to actually walk over to that hack to get a plate i'm like oh Time for new plates. Hmm. But that's what happens yeah. when the owners train at the gym.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's no, true, for sure, man. Right? You go, oh, time to order plates. I just noticed it. Here we go. That said, right? though, Dusty, yeah. you did meet people uh, at that gym that that watched the show, didn't you?
1: Yeah. No, I met I met quite a few people that watched the show. Um, I wish I was better with names because actually one young guy that I – and if he's listening, he'll know who he was. But he uh, he was posing. They had like a little – corner room with that literally had a um, squat press in it, a, a uh, s- like a squat cage and some hyper extensions. And he was doing some posing there, and he came out real quick and introduced himself Damn. and he looked awesome. Huh. I mean, you know, there aren't many people when you don't know who they are <clears throat> that I mean, I saw him before he introduced himself in the gym. I just didn't want to bother the guy he was training back and him and his guy were getting after it. But I was like you look nuts, you know? So it's good to see some people like that, that just catch your eye because bodybuilding is, is alive and well. I just think that guys are more strategic and they're competing now. So you don't see it as often at these smaller shows. Like I looked at him and I'm like, that's a future pro Hmm. for sure. I mean, I have no, I didn't ask him any questions. I don't know if he's getting ready for the USA's right now, but whether he is or not, if he wants to be, he will be a pro. You know, I mean, it was just right. all the, all the things I didn't have. He had, you know, great insertions, <laughs> good shape. It was, it was awesome. I didn't it like with him. with people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good looking. It was terrible, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, that was an interesting thing though, because, you know, there, there was, it, it was important because I'm looking at, you know, we're looking at doing a gym and it's like, you it's, it's obvious, but it's not until you're in the middle of a gym. And like you said, Ron, I think what happens is people put the equipment in and they just leave it there. Because I know, for example, you know, we just put the, uh, the video up at Muscle Factory. I think Lance moved that gym 762 times. I mean, every time I right. come in, I'm like, Lance, where's my equipment? <laughs> like, you've literally, right. I mean, he would move the gym until, and now it's funny because I used to tease him. But when we walked in there, there's a reason. Because literally, it's perfect yeah. now. Like, there's not a single complaint of walking through, using equipment, getting plates, being in the way. And I think when you have more of a corporate structured gym, the fit that that fits there is the end of it. Yeah, there is a I, space I remember- that holds that footprint. The end. Yeah,
0: I, I remember one gym that we trained at. Um, my friend and I actually <clears throat> moved two pieces of equipment. We we took. This, they had uh, a leg press, uh, the Cybex squat press. You know how the Cybex squat press doesn't have a rack on it? Like, yeah. like you can't load plates on the frame. It's just the leg press, right? Yeah. So they had that and then they had a normal leg press and a normal hack. But they had the squat press on the outside of hmm. the row. So it in any the middle. plates that go on that <laughs> side of the squat press, you have to grab and you have to walk all the way around the machine to load the side. And there's nowhere to offload the plates. So one day we were there and we're like, let's just move these two leg presses. So we just swapped the two leg presses. Hmm. And <laughs> now the squat press was in the middle and there was plates on both sides of it. So it was way easier to load and unload. Yeah. And I remember we did that and like two members came up, like we just moved them ourselves. Two members came up to like, Oh my God, I've been waiting for someone to do this for years. And, and then on our, and the next time I came in, the one manager goes, Hey, did you guys move? He was like, Really upset. Oh, like, you can't do that. And I'm like, Oh man, we're just trying to help. And he's like, Man, you can't do that. Like, like that's dangerous. Like, people see you do that, they're going to want to move stuff. And everyone's going to want to move stuff. You just can't move stuff.
2: It was just funny. He goes, You're trying to help. That's funny, man. That's great. Just
0: moving equipment around. Guys bringing dollies in. You know? Just yeah. That, man. Okay. Okay. Not recommended. Please don't no. do that at your gym. Or at West Coast Iron. Okay. Or at West Coast <laughs> I'll we bolt some stuff down. Okay. Okay. Is, it, is is that it for this one, guys?
2: I had a shout out. I, I had it. a shout out. I had a shout out for uh, one of my clients, Nick He's He's been working with me for a long time. When we first started working together, he was like, hey, I'd like to get in shape, like if I were doing a contest or something. And then we did that, and I was like, dude, why don't we do this but for real? Let's add some muscle and do this but for real, do a contest. And that was like 2017. And fast forward to this past weekend – um, he was getting ready for uh, the Pennsylvania State Championships in light heavyweight, and we realized we're like, I think that you can fit in classic. How tall are you? So we we pegged it right at like one. I think one ninety eight was his cap, and we were able to bring him in at like one ninety seven point five. So he made the classic height, and we're like, let's just try it. He was able to get trunks in time. He uh-huh. ended up. Winning and, and so here's the other thing. They were running two shows at once. There was the Pennsylvania State Championships plus this other show. So Nick told me, he was like, I just entered all the classes that I could. And he ended up winning in the other show. He ended up winning his class in um, bodybuilding, in classic, and in masters. Then he went to the state championships and he won his class in bodybuilding and uh, uh, Masters and Open, uh, excuse me, Classic and then he won the overalls for all three of those as well. So at the <laughs> Pennsylvania State Championship he literally won 12 trophies. He went to the show he won, he ended up with six trophies, and or no, excuse me yes, whatever it was it was 12 trophies all together. It took him three armfuls to carry them off, like to get them to his car it, like he literally had to make three trips. So <laughs> He, you know, he. We weren't even a classic competitor, like you know, as of two weeks ago. We made that, and I, it was the guy I sent you the pictures of, uh, Ron. And I was asking you, what do you think yeah, about this guy so doing funny. classic? So yeah, he ended up doing good. He's and, so
0: he's so. He, did you even tell him there's less poses, or was he out there hitting lat spreads?
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I told him we went over it. Like we were on Facetime doing, you know. And so he came with on the, there. Yeah, throw <laughs> him on. Yeah, yeah. So it is crazy. That's he's amazing. amazing. Hitting crabs. We were just hoping that he could, like you know, <laughs> win his class and hopefully win the overall. And he ended up winning three overalls plus a bunch of other trophies. So I, I was, I was so happy that for him. An and awesome story. He called me immediately after, like I was waiting to hear what happened. And when he was calling me on video, I was like, oh shit, I think things went really good. <laughs> and he was just, he was yeah, in the sun, he cool. was in the car with his son and stuff, and and his family, and he was just so freaking happy. I was so happy for him. So. Uh, that was cool. Nice. That was cool. And now we're going to go to uh, Universe, or if you're old, Team Universe, which is happening in another right. couple of weeks. So we're doing that. And I wanted to give a shout-out, to to Christopher Marzen, who um, I just met him on social media. Turns out he competed in that show with Nick, up against Nick, and he messaged me after uh, after we talked a minute, and he was like, hey, I listened to the show too. been listening for a long time. So I wanted to give him a shout oh, out too. He cool. was there as well. That's so. cool. And he had great physique too. So
0: Well, yeah. that's, that's worthy of a mention when someone uh, kind of overly uh, uh,
2: achieves a whole shitload of uh, trophies he was nowhere, like so yeah, but he was like dude they just kept calling my number they were like number 6 you know and the new champion number 6
1: <laughs> number 6
2: <laughs> number so 6 number 6 and he's so like funny. he was
0: shocked man wow. So. Well, I bet his glutes were in. Yeah, close. So. Close. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And the thing with him is that his glutes are uh, they've always been a struggle. So he it's for it, it was really his shape. Everything is in the glutes are like right there. We have just enough time to really get those things peeled, but his physique held together. Like hamstrings are just nasty. And and yeah, like yeah, yeah. put it this way, 2 years ago he took the year off. And the year before that, we were like, we got to bring your glutes up because we basically burnt him down to get the glutes to come in and they still weren't there. Need so it's like, muscle. Right. yeah, it's yeah. been his biggest trouble area and we, we got them to grow. They still could use some improvement, but they're, they're a lot better now, but that's been his, his weak spot. But everything else, like the flow and everything, he fit for classic, he fit for bodybuilding. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm so I'm excited for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: Thanks, guys. Um, I had a good time today chatting, you know, another show under our belts. What episode number are we on, Scott?
2: It's like 2.30-ish, somewhere in there. I look every week before oh, I man. post it and I write it in there. Uh, but, yeah, we're around 2.30. Okay. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Sorry. Well, remember, okay. like, share, subscribe, yeah. comment, and ring the bell. That one took a long time because I really got to take a leak. Yeah. So we're out of here. Remember, <laughs> mutant, I am mutant.com, I am mutant.com, Dusty20 and Big Ron20. Think big bodybuilding media, Patreon. Hit them up, price a cup of coffee. Thanks to everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding.